Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazz Is Travel. Gather in a circle, my purpose, my collective work. Yo, here we go. My responsibility to the earth, to the hurt, I rework self-determination. Shoot out my we will outlast, rise up from the past Our future sway with that ass Guess we Osiris and Cali now We rise up, who gon' hold us down? Black fist in golden crown, Asian sound They can't hold us down Shake, 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 shake Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here Welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel This is our weekly podcast series where we explore the significance of jazz and creative music in different parts of the world, its intersection with music traditions of various cultures, and talk with or about groundbreaking and innovative artists. Kamei Ayewa, aka Moore Mother, is not only a musician but a poet, visual artist and prominent thinker. Having established herself as a force to be reckoned with in creative music, through her debut album Fetish Bones, released in 2016, she has continued to share her thoughts, ideas and philosophies and to offer observations on the world around her through poetry and sonic explorations. On September 17th, she released her new album Black Encyclopedia of the Air, exploring themes of injustice, the erasure of African identity and a future without the stains of colonialism. Despite tackling these issues and themes, she has referred to this album as her most accessible yet, and it's hard to disagree. Without further ado, fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is our conversation with Moore Mother. Listen to me, guess we Osiris and Cali now we rise up, we're gonna hold It's a pleasure down. to have you. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Um, I've been listening to uh, Black Encyclopedia of the Air uh, for the past few days. I think it's a terrific record. But the thing, and I'm kind of embarrassed to ask this, but it's kind of just, I guess, also a simple question to start off with as an icebreaker. But what is the meaning behind behind the title? The title is just a collection of things, you know. It's just like the Encyclopedia of the Air, just like a collection of all things that breathe air, that produce air, you know, things that are floating the unknown. And I've read, and I've actually read uh, in an official statement, I guess, uh, that uh, this is what I read. Black Encyclopedia of the Air is here not to save you, but to drown you. What does that mean? Does it make sense to to you, like, as a statement? Um, I mean, in a poetic sense, yeah. Mm. You know, that's what sound is supposed to do. You know, whether you have a sound bath that washes over you, whether you have a sound meditation, you know, there's many directions that what sound can do. Right. You know, so in a poetic sense, yeah, I agree. Well, the album was recorded in the early months of the pandemic. Did this impact the process in a significant way? Well, it was the first month of the pandemic, so I, I can't even really start that, say that it started that month, even though it did with things being canceled, but it was still like not in the thick of it. It was March. I had just come back from tour in February. I was in um, Venice, Italy, so I was coming back on a good energy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was sad that my March tour was canceled, but um, I had a chance to just sit home and make this record, so it was the beginning, so it wasn't like super hard 
Was that was that good energy from from the city of Venice itself? Oh yeah, I had a great. I always wanted to go to Venice. Right. Um. Always wanted to play there. I love Italy, so um, you know, I just wanted to play as many places in Italy as possible. So cool. you know, Venice was like definitely high on my list. I'm happy to hear that. I was born there, so it's it's good to know that you had that experience. Um, and it's mm -hmm. also this record is also a collaboration with Olaf Melander. Now, how did you guys meet, yeah. and where did your collaboration begin? Well, actually, it's the other album. We're working on an album that's not out yet. Let it be out next year sometime. So we're working on that, and some I just had wrote this poetry book called Jazz Codes. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to make a little CD for the poetry book. So I just asked him to send me some jazz loops. Right. And that's kind of how we started. And, um, you know, the jazz loops as I was, because I wanted to just do a record that was just poetry, but I was going to rap it and I was going to sing it, you know? Right. So I, um, once I started singing it and everything, I was like, wow, this is absolutely beautiful. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make this an album instead of just some little CD in the, with the poetry book. So yeah. we were working on that, and he sent me like a lot of different music, a lot of music. And some of the tracks I just was making as on, as, you know, on the side as fun. And that's what this album is. All the tracks that, you know, didn't make the, that couldn't make the album, but turned into its own world. And is it true that I mean I've read I've read this somewhere, but that you define this album as your more accessible one yet, right? and things of that nature. Yeah, it is. I think it's way accessible. Was it an intention of yours to make it to make it more accessible? Why? Was well, it the too? album that I was making, Jazz Codes, was definitely more accessible because it's using stuff like R and B and hip hop, and uh -huh. in a softer sense. No one even knows my genre. Up until this moment, do you want to be categorized in that way? Well, they they can't categorize me. Yeah. I mean, they can this album, but otherwise they cannot. There's right. nothing that sounds like me that's out of my yeah. earlier records. Yeah, you have to look in the past to find something even remotely close to what I'm doing. Um, but this, you can find easy examples. Wait, when you say look in the past, what what kind of stuff do you are you referring to? Well, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't, I wasn't alive in the seventies and the sixties, but, um, you know, a lot of people draw similarities, you know, to that era with my music. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's true. I, 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 I definitely, definitely, definitely hear that, that energy, mm -hmm. energy, mm -hmm. energy wise, I think. And that's kind of like, that's, yeah. that's cool. Cause I mean, you know, a lot of that, the energy in this record too, to me, it sounds like something that's close to the creative music and free jazz tradition. And so you, okay. you definitely consider that a big influence, right? Is it a conscious yeah. influence? Well, jazz is very important to me. You know, yeah. I've said this many times that I consider jazz to be a liberation technology, that it always has to have some connection in my music. What about the, the poetry side of things? Because I'm always kind of curious to find out uh, when it comes to poetry, how people write it or compose it. I mean... Sometimes I just make it up. Sometimes okay. I make it up. And then, like I said, I wrote a whole book of poetry. Yeah. So you hear, you hear a little bit of that on this record. Okay, so it's a mix of both, basically. It's a mix of, like, uh, you know, just writing it, and, uh, and sometimes it's just on the spot. Yes, that's what it is. It's reality. You're the nightmare. Oh. 
The track you are hearing just now is from poet and musician Moore Mother's latest album, Black Encyclopedia of the Air, available now on Anti Records. Recorded at home in March 2020 at the start of the pandemic, Black Encyclopedia of the Air is the work of Moore Mother and soundscape artist producer Olaf Melander, and, as with any Moore Mother release, features a multitude of instruments and voices to create what is described in a press release as a time traveler's guide to the modern world. Here is the second part of our conversation with more mother. From the cracks, learning to the path I know, dust to the bone, no rose. Who crossing, peeking inside, too close, like my neighbor watching, few kind of miss by the mirror, talking to a convo, I got lost in shit. And uh, the word, well, you know, speaking of the words, I mean, I could pick out several examples of, of lines that really stood out to me while I was listening. There was one, though, that got to me from track one. Uh, Temple Control of mm-hmm. Light Echoes, which is a stellar track. I mean, I love that one. Uh, where you Thank end you. by saying, this place is a gathering of bones. And I, yeah. I, I think that line, st- you know, just stayed with me. What did you mean by mm-hmm. that? And were you influenced by specific images? Um, no, just speaking the reality. It's a lot of, you know, we're on a lot of top of unmarked graves, you know. Unmarked mm. histories, unmarked horrors, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I do see that. We are made of bones, yeah. you know. We are, you know, an industry of artifacts of bones. Yeah. You and know? when you refer to bones, it's a very physical, real thing. There is also, having said that, a spiritual side to that. So they're both very important to you. Is it, a, is it like trying to find a balance between the two? No, I mean, there's there's spirits and energies and everything uh-huh. ingrained in our reality. And yeah, I'm referring to that obviously because because of the uh, black quantum futurism as well. That I've you know, I guess you know, in a way, you I'm thinking about it now. You you almost introduced me to it because I listened to your stuff and I listened to you talk about it in the past. What really fascinates me about that is this concept of just experiencing, it's it's really this new approach of experiencing reality, this manipulation of time, of of space and time. For people who are not familiar with that, what's your way of kind of introducing that? I mean, the website, our blackquantumfuturism.com is basically like curated for anyone to just get an idea of what we're doing. That would be the best bet that I would say, go to check out our website, check out our work. But it's basically seeing time as a psych, uh, you know, a spiral or a circle, you yeah. know, saying that we are all connected, you know, um, you know, and basically thinking about that, you know, and thinking about seeing time not as linear, yeah. you know, but a continuation. So, um, you know, that's a lot of what we talk about is temporalities, you know. Yeah. And is art at the center of that, of that, this, this approach to life? I mean, yeah, art is, you know, a, a great form of expression, yeah. you know, an entry point of how we can understand the world around us, Yeah. you know, art, literature, you know, visual work, all these different angles that help people, you know, or help people with easy entry points to the work. So is it almost like, because when I'm listening to your music, then sometimes I, I think about it and it's like, it's almost like an experiment through which you kind of show the results 
of this approach to life. Would you say? Yeah. Would you say that's that's fair to say? Yeah, it's a lens. It's a practice. Yeah. Also, in the way that you use the technology too to create the music. Yeah. Well, I'm the technology. Have you ever been frustrated by by the technology in that in that way, or you know, because sometimes you're trying to achieve something and it, the technology is not right? You know, much like I don't know, it's, it's almost like I'm talking about it as if it was a scientific approach, which in a sense it could be considered that too. But uh, do you ever get um, to that kind only, of? Yeah. The only technology, I mean, I guess it's just um, the mixing process. You know, I don't mix my own music, so I definitely need to learn how to do that. Yeah, um, I mix sometimes, but I wouldn't mix my album. So that's something that I would love to, you know, master or learn. Yeah, you know how to do that. That part sucks. You know, I don't uh-huh. really like to send、um, files. I like to create nonstop. So yeah, sometimes doing the mundane of just sending the files over, you know. I, I definitely want to have my own personal engineer,、um, well, if that's ever a reality for me. Does that、uh, nonstop creation, that process, ever like get too much? Do you ever feel fatigue? No, I feel fatigue when I have to do mundane tasks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not、like、creating, but that's what I want to do. Yeah yeah. 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 So creating is like breathing. I wouldn't say it's like breathing. I mean, breathing is very more important.、Uh-huh. It's a more important sound. Yeah. You know, breathing's a little bit more special. Yeah. You know, but you can't just do tracks of just breath. That would be too far out for people. Okay, so we've we've come to the end of our of our conversation,、uh, but I just、yeah. wanted to kind of ask you like a final a final question. It could be just a silly、mm-hmm. question, but we've been talking about sound. If you think about it now, what are some sounds that you find appealing that maybe people overlook? I love gospel singers. I love church ambience. I love、um, choir. I just said I love choirs.、Uh-huh. All kinds of choirs. I love、um, bass. I love bass textures.、Um, I love the harp. I love、right. piano sounds. Piano was like my meditation instrument. I love、uh-huh. the piano.、Um, I love strings, flutes. I love instruments.、Uh-huh. I'm big on instruments. You know, I want to work with more of these. You know. Classical instruments and handmade instruments. You know,、um, I love the sound of water. You know,、um, so yeah, I love. You know, those are my favorite sounds. Right. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks very much for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, Matt. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. That's the dead clock. It's come the people's time. No more master's clock. We travel spaceways. What the fuck you say? Yeah. Fuck you say. We kept the ghosts in. We didn't let them out. The haunting's real. They try to spook me out. They Jim Crow the air. I couldn't scream or shout. All I could do was stare. Make my great escape. Said I was never there. Yeah, I'm being. And you don't fucking care. And you was never there. And when the beast came, it was the coldest winter. 
transcendent drama Can't us all about But y'all was never there And y'all don't fucking care Yeah, your body's here But your mind's on mine And your memory's faded And your heart like mine I hope you enjoyed our conversation with more mother. Kind of shorter than usual, but we did have to deal with some technical difficulties along the way. Still, I hope you got something out of it. And if you haven't, I still encourage you to check out her new album, Black Encyclopedia of the Air, available now on Anti Records. I also hope you'll join me next week for more globetrotting conversations with or about groundbreaking and innovative artists on a new episode of Jazz Is Travel. In the meantime, why not check out more content on jazzes.com, a regularly updated website with lots of great content on jazz and creative music, where you'll be able to find all sorts of articles, including new music roundups, news, reviews, interviews, and more. And of course, you get even more when you subscribe. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikucci signing off. See you soon. Because the shame was so, so, so fucking slow.